Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. Here we go again. It's that time. Let's do it. Clint Conkin Studio. We are here at the Little Rock Touchdown Club over at the Doubletree Hotel, brought to you by Arkansas Urology. And, Coach, appreciate Farm Brothers and appreciate you. We're looking forward to another great season. How are you? I know you got to be excited for another fall. Oh, super excited. Glad to be back in this seat. Again, appreciate Lance Gassaway and Farm Brothers for the sponsorship here. And we'll have Lance on hopefully a couple times this year, certainly for horse racing, right? And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were just talking about that. Yeah, and uh, but no, it's good. Uh, it's that time. It was a short off season. I heard your segment earlier. It, it seemed to be a short off. We were just talking about the national championship game. It seems like, you know, two or three yep. months ago, and now we fast forward and tremendous optimism in the air about every program uh, across the country, certainly here in the state. And uh, I chose to be in the studio today because I can only imagine it's a three ring circus up there at the Touchdown Club today with Coach Pittman coming in. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And parking's a little hard to come by, too. So oh, there you go. But you can find a spot. If you're still coming, you can find a spot. You can <laughs> anyway, all right, well, let's talk about Arkansas, Coach. And I, yeah. I think there's been a lot of debate on the morning show over the last couple of days, and I heard drive time debating this yesterday, too. And certainly it would be nice if you didn't have to deal with 100-degree heat when you're trying to get people in the stands. Uh, but the big debate was about oh, does the level of opponent matter when you've got an opener? I mean, for me – I think the majority of Razorback fans are excited to see this team for the first time in action, and certainly Western Carolina doesn't move the needle for most people, but I think most people turn out just to see their favorite team, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're correct. The opponent doesn't really move the needle, but being the first game of the year uh, with as much uh, optimism there is about this football team with a lot of new faces and so forth, and we can talk about that, but I, you know, I just think that it's football season. It's the first game. They are playing in Little Rock. Uh, I would think that uh, the Razorbacks can expect a big crowd, even though it's right, going to so be extremely hot. Yes, it will. Well, it's certainly going to feel hot, I'm sure, for Western Carolina. They should be completely outclassed here. This is a team that's coming off, I don't know if it was a maybe a barely winning record, maybe 6-5 six and five or 6-6 six and six last year. Um, I guess 6-5, and five, they only played 11 games. But anyway, not a particularly good team, and for Arkansas, it should be a good opportunity to get a lot of guys in the game, I would think, and try to get uh, you know everybody's feet wet. Well, you know, New, new offensive coordinator, I say new. I mean, uh, returns, Dan Enos, uh, returns to yep. the program. Obviously a familiar face to many here in the state. Um, I think where the optimism starts is the return of the quarterback. You, you've got a, a multi-year starter. You have probably the deepest room of running backs that Arkansas has seen. I'm going to go on a limb and say since McFadden, uh, Peyton Hillis. Um, Felix Jones. And Felix Jones, yeah. So. Yep. Uh, I mean, they go four deep with quality SEC talented, experienced running back. So there's a lot of optimism there. Uh, you talk about the opponent; it's an opportunity for new offensive tackles, um, new wide receivers to the program. You know, you just don't have that one guy coming back that caught 40 or 50 balls. I'm not saying they're void of talent; it's just new talent to the program. And then 
you know, going through that first game jitter. So offensively, it's an opportunity for that experienced quarterback to bring along those skill kids outside. I think it's going to be somewhat of a committee, uh, play, play by committee at tight end. Uh, but certainly no no issue with scoring points and moving the football. But you want to see a clean game. But it does give Coach Enos an opportunity, you know, to come back calling plays for the Razorbacks, that senior to establish a calm and a presence, get that running game going, and get those young tackles and those young outside receivers that are, I say young, but they're new to the program, to get those guys going. Coach, when you uh, talk about – all the newness to this team, the new players, the new coaches, everything. Does the schedule set up ideally for that where you look at it, you know, you got a FCS opponent, and then it gets a little tougher in week two, then a little tougher in week three, and then you get LSU in week four. It gets a lot tougher, but you get three weeks to kind of, you know, ease everybody in, I guess. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, you don't look past BYU. I mean, you know, but you're correct. I mean, you start off with the – with the opponent that you should be able to see the conditioning of your team because that's always a big question mark. Did I condition them enough? Did I over-condition them? Uh, did I get the horses to the gate and can they perform? And then you start building that game shape that you have to get in. And then, of course, you go through four or five tough weeks starting with LSU. But by that time, late September, uh, hopefully you know who the players are. You've got your rotation down. You've got some confidence, uh, and you roll into Baton Rouge playing one of the top teams in the country uh, with your guns loaded and your powder's dry and you're ready to go. So what are your biggest areas of concerns for this team, Coach, going in? Well, you've got a new defensive coordinator. Coach Williams comes over from, uh, I think I just lost. Oh, there you are. Yeah, yep. uh, from uh, yep. Central Florida. And uh, I think, you know, we've read a lot about the D-line. They're deep. I worry about the linebacker play. Uh, I'm assuming you can still hear me here. I think I've lost you. But... Yeah, we're just shutting off because so, we got a okay, lot of background Okay, 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 so yeah. So, so We'll jump back on. You know, the linebacker the linebacker room outside of, uh, of Pooh Paul is new, although you've got some experience there. It's, again, new to the Razorbacks. And then the defensive backs, you know, you've got a, a collection of new transfers. So you've got some new coaches on the defensive side. You've got some new talent on the defensive side. Look, it got to be better than – allowing 31 points a game last year. I think that, um, you know, they did average, you know, better than, what, 33, 34 points a game on offense. So that kind of needs to be the standard. Uh, I, I just think there's 19, 20 new, tr- new faces that came in through the transfer portal. Those guys need experience. Those coaches need to understand what the standard is that Coach Pittman has established, what he wants. And uh, I think the schedule, as Wes pointed out, sets up well. Uh, so you can gain momentum through the early part of the season as you go into SEC play. But I guess if you ask me one, one specific position, it can those talented wide receivers, two of them came from Division II football now. And I'm not saying there aren't talented people there because they are. I had an opportunity to coach that level for a few years. But can those guys get up to speed uh, early in the season and be ready for the onslaught of quality SEC competition week in and week out? The new defensive coordinator has a reputation of being an attacking, aggressive-style defense. Do you like that in the SEC? I do because I still think you have to stop the run. And last year the Hogs struggled a little bit against the run. Um, You've got to be able to stop the run. So I I think they're going to stack the box, be aggressive, a lot of movement, blitz packages. I do think you'll probably see more man coverage this year. Um, And with that being said, 
somebody's band's going to play when you play a lot of man coverage. But uh, I think, you know, the aggressiveness versus the sit back and catch that we've seen the last couple of years, uh, it's going to be different for the fans uh, when they watch the game because I do think they'll probably play a little bit more man coverage and do everything they can to stop the run first. Clint Conk joining us in the studio today while we're over here at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Sam Pittman coming up in about an hour. Um, Coach, as far as this opening game, what do you expect as far as the approach and what are you trying to accomplish in a game where you you know, should be clearly mismatched here? Well, I think I think it's the same every week, and I think that's what Coach Pittman – again, you've got with the high school recruits and the transfer portal and the coaches, I mean, you've got 50 or 60 new people doing things for the first time. So this gives them an opportunity to go through – uh, the day before the game, the day of the game, uh, pregame warm-up, just everything that you do, um, you want it to be consistent from week to week. So they'll get a chance to go through that approach. You hope it's very businesslike, um, play a lot of players, and uh, get you know get a lot of kids' experience that you're going to need down the road. So this sets up as a perfect type of game. Take care of your business. Be professional, businesslike. Coach Pittman's going to set the standard and the expectation of what he wants the 48 hours before the game and then obviously on game day. And then the players have to plug in, the coaches have to plug in, and then it'll become routine from that point on. All right, we will have plenty of time, obviously, to delve into Arkansas through the season, and we will have one more week to preview that actual matchup next week. But you didn't ask me, about... You didn't ask me expectations, wins, and losses. Well, we got another week, Coach. Okay, we'll get to but that. Go next ahead. Week. No, I, no, we'll go save ahead. that Give for next week. I don't want to get yelled at. All right, all right. No, you're. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's just so much ground to cover. I don't know. Yeah, here we go. Uh, how about how about expectations in, in Jonesboro this year? That's a better question because, I yeah. mean, I know you know Coach has Coach Jones has expectations, but the rest of the football world doesn't think much of uh, the Red Wolves going into the season. Well, it's year three, so you, you you've got to think they're going to make some hay and, and, and move the needle a little bit. Uh, I think there is some optimism. They do like their team. They're much more athletic, they feel. They think they're a little bit bigger. Um, but you're starting with a new quarterback and a very inexperienced quarterback more than likely. And I think there's question marks in the offense and defensive line. I think skill-wise, you you know, you've got uh, you know some talented running backs, some that are returning, some new faces. You've got some talented receivers, some new faces. Um, it's just a very daunting schedule. I mean, you've got Ohio State week two. Um, you hope you hope that you can be pushing 500. You know, the Sun Belt Conference has gotten much more difficult with the addition of James Madison and Marshall, Coastal Carolina, Louisiana Lafayette. I mean, some really, really good Georgia Southern. I mean, really good football teams. So it's hard to really make a big jump, in my opinion, because of the quality of the competition. But I think the expectation is you'll see a couple more wins maybe this year, and you'll see a better product on the field. What do you think he's got to do to keep the heat off him? If if you think we're even at that point yet? Well, I mean, I know you like to you don't want to jump on coaches, yeah, but I mean, I mean, let's be real. I mean, that's a that's a that's a fan base with expectations, coach. They they got spoiled for a long time. They did. Um, You'd like to think that they're going to be around 500, and, and I think 500 buys him some time. Uh, I think anything less than that, then, uh, you know, you may see some significant changes in Jonesboro. I'm not sure with Coach Jones himself, but you'll see some other changes. Uh, that's just the lay of the land and the way the world is right now in college football. I'm pulling for him yeah. uh, because I yeah. know when they get it right up there, 
there's nothing better than having you know thirty thousand people up there at Centennial Bank Stadium and 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 the Red Wolves playing well and competing for bowl games because we saw that for about eight years and uh, certainly it's in their pedigree and I hope Coach Jones can get them back. Well, we prefer obviously everybody doing well. It's good for us. It's good for business, and we like people getting excited about teams when they got it rolling. And uh, hopefully, they can get things turned back around this year. I was in Conway yesterday, Coach. I had a chance to visit with nine student athletes, uh, and I talked to Coach Brown for a little while yesterday, doing some preview interviews and some videos that uh, they're going to be posting as the season goes on. Got a lot of insight, but I'll tell you the one thing that comes out of there, even though they were picked just barely second in the new United Athletic Conference, the optimism is absolutely through the roof yep. in Conway right now. And, it, frankly, it should be. Expectations should be extremely high. You talked about quarterback play. You got a second-year guy there, best running back room in the country. You got a bunch of good receivers. Offensive lines virtually all back, four out of five, and guys behind them with, with plenty of experience. Defensively, you got some freaks. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be excited if you're a Central Arkansas Bear fan this year. Yeah, actually, I caught practice uh, Friday morning and uh, had an opportunity to sp- extensively visit with with uh, Nathan Brown, the head football coach, and uh, I think it's the best collection of talent uh, and experience that he's had in his six-year tenure. And uh, quite frankly, um, you know, I was there for 14 years, and Coach Campbell had a good run there for three or four years. I mean, it, it's impressive the length, the size, the talent, the speed, the depth that they have. So I, I, um, five and six back-to-back years in Conway don't sit well. I think they'll exceed that significantly. Uh, I'd look for them to challenge for the conference championship, and I really believe that uh, they are a playoff-type team. Now they got to stay healthy. They've got to block and tackle. They've got to do those things. Um, but they've got some dudes up in Conway now. And, uh, you know, the COVID years helped them. Uh, the transfer portals helped them. Uh, but, man, they're long, they're fast. You know, they've got preseason All-Americans all over the place. And uh, yep. they've got a tough schedule. I mean, uh, they got to go yep. to Stillwater and play Oklahoma State. They've got North Dakota State uh, on the road again this year up in Fargo, southeast Missouri, uh, defending uh, OVC champion. I mean, they've got some, you know, eastern Kentucky. They've got to get over the eastern Kentucky hurdle. Um, but I think uh, uh, big season is expected and and – Quite frankly, I'd be disappointed if they didn't have a banner year this year in Conway because it was impressive to see the athletes that those guys had on the football field. It's a cliche. You know, you go as far as the quarterback will take you. But I think because of all the known quantities with this team, and not that Will McIlvain, a quarterback, isn't a known quantity, but I think they go as far as he, he can take him, Coach. And if he can be consistent, because he showed some glimpses of brilliance last year, but if he can be consistent, they're going to be a tough out. And honestly, I think they're going to have a chance to win just about every game. And look, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit over here and predict they're going to go over and beat an FBS opponent in the opener, but I would be disappointed if they weren't at least competitive for a good portion of that game with all the changes at Oklahoma State with quarterback and, and some uh, coordinator changes and things there. Yeah, why did that guy leave? What, what, Sanders, what was he thinking? But anyway, that's, that's for, for him to yeah, figure no out. No doubt. They so should... he could back up Ole Miss. Yeah. He could be the backup at Ole Miss. I mean, Miss. the it's thing fun. about it, that guy, they could have built a statue of him in Stillwater there at Oklahoma State, but uh, he chose to leave. Now he's a backup at Ole Miss. But anyway, I do expect the Bears to be competitive. I think they went there several years ago and were competitive with Oklahoma State. And I don't think Oklahoma State's quite as talented as they've been in years past. So, you know, be a tough get, but I think they'll be competitive. But, you know, there's not a game on their schedule after Oklahoma State, including North Dakota State, because I think they're down a little bit, just a tad, uh, yep. that you say, you know what, it wouldn't shock me if they if they had a chance to win every game on their schedule. And not that they will. Don't want to put that right. kind of pressure on them. 
but I think they'll challenge for the con- the new conference championship, and I expect them to fully look like a playoff team this year. And with that experience at quarterback, it gives you a chance. That's the thing that worries me at Arkansas State. You know, Blackman's gone. They starting a new quarterback. Not a whole yeah. lot of experience. You look at Arkansas, a lot of experience. UCA, a lot of experience. UAPB's replacing a quarterback. Those teams that replace quarterbacks, they have to get up to speed in a hurry, and that's very difficult to do against quality people. But at UCA, well, McIlvain, yeah. he's ready to go. Well, I always say, you know, look, you don't have to beat you don't have to beat North Dakota State, you don't have to beat Oklahoma State to have a great season. Just like I always say with Arkansas, you don't have to beat LSU and Alabama every year to have a great year. You can still have a great year and not beat those particular teams. Uh, let's talk about UAPB coach. Let's shift over there and talk a little bit about what's going on with Coach Hampton. Wes, I thought, you know, we had him on the other day. We were all just very, very excited about what he's got mm-hmm. to offer. I thought he was uh, very honest and straightforward. I think he's gonna be a guy that is gonna do a great job of getting things headed back the right direction. You know, again, that's a building process, Coach, as you know. It's tough when you're taking over a program that's been down like they've been, but I'm excited about what their future looks like with him. Well, the thing that jumps off the table with Coach Hampton right off the bat is his energy and his his honesty. He's he's very uh, forthright with his team. Uh, Every media interview I've seen, uh, he understands the project, but he's a quality gentleman, number one. He's got an excellent coaching staff. And it may take a couple of years, but I look for them to to get back into the SWAC conversation here uh, very quickly because I think his integrity, his energy, his optimism, they're going to do it the right way. Uh, They play in a beautiful facility there uh, in Pine Bluff. So he's going to get some dudes in there, and I look for them to to, to make a run in the next year or two uh, and make some noise over in the SWAC. So I am trending that program forward regardless of what their record may end up this year. Whether he's ready or not, Scott Davis is here from Arkansas Urology. Want to say hi? Hi, hi. guys. How, How are, are you? you? Trying to figure out which mic you're on. Uh, you're on that one. that one. I'm on that one right there. How hey, are guys. you? What's I'm, up? I'm great, buddy. Good to see you. another season. Coach Conk's back in the studio. Yep. So we're uh, we're all getting ready for the year. Man, it's this is exciting. I, I love this first event. It's it it starts early. Crowds show up early. Uh, it's an exciting time. No it's doubt. a way to kick off the season, just like Arkansas playing in Little Rock, just fitting the way to kick off a season. It is indeed. I'm, I'm every year. This isn't this a pattern though for, for Hog fans like me and everyone else. We get really excited, uh, and we always say this is the year. I actually think this this is going to be a great year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a feeling. Unfortunately, we're going to be hugging you up a lot on Mondays or Tuesdays whenever we actually have the meetings because uh, I'm worried about your own mater and your coach is very much on the hot seat. Uh, well, I've, you know, I have two favorites, you know, obviously Memphis and A-State, which I still support. I'm talking about Memphis. Yeah. I, I don't know about Butch, whether he's on the hot seat officially, but definitely Memphis is coaches. Well, he definitely is. We'll see. They've, they've got a, they've got a pretty light schedule. They should do well. But, yeah. Uh, who knows? We don't. We'll they're going to give, they're giving away tickets in Memphis. I saw that. <laughs> if you uh, buy a ticket for the first game and they win, you get to come to the second game for free. Yeah. And, and if they win that game, you get to go to the third game for free. Home game. Wow. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, I honestly, I'm. I, you know that we've lived here forever. I'm. I'm. I will be at the game here at War Memorial on the second. See, not in Memphis. At so. my alma mater. They have put gambling kiosks at the gates <laughs> to try to cut out the middleman. And they're on like, the sideline. They're like, we're going to own it. We're not screwing around anymore. Exactly. We're going to have the players doing in-game betting now. They're going to field goal kicker going, I'm going to make this kick or I'm going to miss this kick. And he's going to be wagering on himself. That is. I mean, it's next level at well, Iowa whatever State. It, whatever it takes to entertain the crowd. Coach Conk, you know, we talk about NIL. We talk about transfer portal. 
But, my God, you got kids gambling like crazy now, too. And let's be honest, this is the tip of the iceberg. If they're yeah. busting kids in Iowa Iowa State with this, I'm going to guess that it's going on elsewhere, wherever there's gambling and it's available. I think it's just in Iowa. Probably, probably so. Coach yeah. Conk, aren't you glad you don't have to deal with that crap? Hey, you know, since I've left the game, you talk about the transfer portal, the NIL. I mean, there's other, you know, issues off the field that you have to deal with. And then now you've got gambling. Uh, it's a nightmare. And uh, anybody that has a phone or access to the Internet, uh, it's going to be very, very difficult to, uh, you know. And when I first started co- coaching, you were worried about kids that had hair growing out of their face, you know, the, uh, too long a hair coming out of their helmet. You know, we, we've yeah. – uh, We've certainly uh, transcended that and fast-forwarded to uh, to gambling, and <laughs> you know it's happening all across the country. Yeah. Just Iowa has taken the lead, apparently, yeah. uh, in uh, policing well, it. You know, they took away the uh, the caucuses from them, so they're not yeah. the lead anymore when it comes to the political <laughs> picture. So they're like, you know what? We're going to be a trendsetter some other way. We're going to be gambling at college. It's just sports. another thing to keep coaches up all night on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever there's a – whenever – whenever they can have access to their phone because obviously yeah. there's significant consequences for doing it. And, um, you know, I can imagine there's been a lot of team meetings and a lot of uh, guests that are brought in to, to talk about this, but it's just another uh, layer of uh, responsibility that coaches have to take on. To, But you can't control kids. I mean, that's the problem. Right. They're under your watch, but all you can do is warn them, tell them what the consequences are. If they continue to do it, then obviously – Things that are happening in Iowa right now could happen to a Razorback or to a Bear or, or anybody. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's no uh, just another layer of responsibility that's uh, been put on the coaches. Well, that helps us transition into the highest level of football that it still has some level of purity to it. Although I know there are people like, uh, I won't name names, trying to get NIL into high schools now. But hope that doesn't come to pass anytime soon. High school football, Coach, is already underway in some capacity. We've already had the, the uh, benefit games. This week you got the Salt Bowl on Saturday, high school games all over the state being moved back because of the heat. Yep. And uh, excited about the high school season getting underway. You know, Buck James obviously has moved on. you got a new head coach at Bryant, a guy that you know pretty well, yeah. Quad Sanders. Yep. So, uh, I mean, some you know some cool storylines going on in the fall here for, for high school too. Yeah, you know, I think the – the, the biggest is Buck James leaving Bryant, five, five consecutive state championships. So that may just be the push that Conway needs to get out of the semifinals and to maybe beat Bryant or, or you know, uh, maybe set him down for a year or two. But uh, we've got some great games. You, you talked about the Salt Bowl. That's always a big draw at War Memorial Stadium. North Little Rock and Catholic, you know, can Catholic somewhat, uh, you know, repeat the things that they did last year? That's kind of a revenge game for North Little Rock. Uh, and then again, we talked about Conway. Conway opens at Bentonville. I mean, I can't think of maybe too too many tougher opponents and places to play yeah. than starting your tenure uh, in Bentonville. But uh, those are some games that I'm highlighting and, and looking forward to. You know, you mentioned uh, Quad Sanders. Quad is at Bryant. Uh, Ryan Howard is now the new head football coach yeah. at CAC. John Barbary starts his second year at Desarc. Zach Clark, uh, who played for me for two years as a Cersei, and then Austin Emerson returns for his fourth or fifth year at Mayflower. So I know of five former players of mine that are now head coaches and uh, look forward to uh, going by and checking out all their games throughout the season. So, hey, college football, high school football, the GAC starts uh, in two weeks. Um, I think that still goes through Harding uh, until somebody tells me different. But uh, it's just an exciting and optimistic time to be in Arkansas if you follow college high school football. Um, yeah, it's uh, – Coach, you don't have a coaching tree. You have a coaching grove. 
<laughs> Press, that's a lot of people touch there and in, in influencing young people. I've, I was blessed um, to have outstanding players, outstanding people, outstanding coaches during my tenure, and uh, it, it makes me smile to see those fruits go on. Uh, and there's a lot of assistant coaches out there, and in college football, I don't know, start with Mike Norvell and work down, Nathan Brown. But, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've, I've been blessed in that profession, and it makes me smile to see those guys have an opportunity to, uh, to influence other young people as well. Well, Coach, listen, we got to run. I appreciate you, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you. Let me check the calendar, double check, ding, ding, ding. We're all in studio together next week. Hooray. Uh, so oh, we can hooray. all uh, hold hands and sing Kumbaya, and we can talk about Razorback games and uh, some other matchups through that next weekend. So you got you got a uh, pick on the Vanderbilt-Hawaii game before we let you go? Uh, yeah, anchors down. Uh, I like Vanderbilt at home. Yep. Okay. Yep. If they Even if they don't get their construction project done? <laughs> I saw a picture of that. That. Jeez. uh pretty pathetic but uh yeah i i, I think uh i think vanderbilt's got a solid squad i mean i don't know that they're yep. going to win six or seven games but uh uh i've made that trip to hawaii to play they've got to make that trip all the way to nashville plus a yep. uh, a pretty solid team i like i like vanderbilt that's there's right week zero games there. we'll have games to talk about next week we sure do we do yeah. we do we do coach i appreciate you very much we'll talk to you next week thank you to uh farm brothers flying service and our buddy lance gasaway over there we're looking forward to the season All right, guys, have a great week. Enjoy the day. All right.